Thanks for joining us on the A to Z Golfing Podcast. The Ryder Cup is finally here. This week's episode, we've got the family together as we talk with Matt Grubich and Rob McGuire. We discuss our thoughts on who might be paired together, who will be hidden, can we see a possible burger versus burger matchup, and who we think might win. All this and more starting now. Live from Studio C, this is the A to Z Golfing Podcast with Andrew Cezanne. Hi. I am Anthony Zampano. This is the episode I have been waiting for since we left Whistling Straits. This is the Ryder Cup episode. This is going to be all Ryder Cup all the time. I've got Matthew Grubich flew in from West Chicago to Carroll Stream. It's about a <laughs> six-minute flight. He's got a private plane. Totally awesome. He's here. And also joining us from Wintonberry Falls, Minnesota, Robert McGuire. Robert, Hello. Hello, and it is Woodbury, not Winterberry Falls or whatever you're saying. Wintonberry Falls from a great movie. I believe Adam Sandler was in it someplace in Iowa. It was fantastic. We have, are you done? (laughs) (laughs) We have, we have gone back and forth for months, right? The Euros, the Americans, it's being held at one of our favorite places that we've gone to numerous times. I'm actually going to start with Matthew. We've been going at it about the Ryder Cup. What are you looking forward to most on both sides from seeing the U.S. team and the European team? The most. I, A, for as much as I want the U.S. to win, I, I hope it's close. But from the standpoint of what I'm looking forward to most on each side, I think I'm interested to see how, was it five? You know, is it five or six newbies? Five newbies? I think it's six newbies six for newbies. the U.S. and three for the Europeans. Yeah, I'm interested to see how those newbies do and who the heck that uh, Stevie pairs with some of those guys and some of the troubled guys like Brooksy and uh, Bryson, because they don't like anyone. See who, who plays with them. And then just interested to see how some of the older guys uh, that they really haven't been, haven't been playing that great over the past couple months play from a European standpoint. My gut is they'll play well. They always do. They get guys that come out of nowhere and, you know, and just get on fire because that's what always happens. That's what I'm more scared about as well, too, with, this thing comes up is that they're going to win once again. Rob, how do you feel about what's going on with some of the stuff? I mean, what's, what's your opinion on the Brooks and Shambo and, and Cantley and Shambo and all that stuff going on? You want my honest opinion? Um, yes. I actually think it's all for show. I think, I think this is uh, a little bit of a ratings poll, if you will. Who remembers the $40 million social media experiment that the PGA tour put out there? Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly. I think that's exactly what this is. Um, I think Brooks is a smart enough guy. Bryson claims to be pretty smart. I think this is their way of kind of inserting themselves into the spotlight and, and trying to get more ratings and, and get themselves known a little bit more than they already are. It's kind of taking one step past that. Who do you see? I, I've kind of figured it out. I know Jordan and and, uh, and Justin are going to play together, right? Like they have to play together. I mean, there, there's no way that. I mean, those two are locked in stone. Who is the next pairing that you see that is going to have to sort of play those three three early matches or possibly play all five matches like we've seen over the years, like from the Europeans? Because the Europeans seem to get two guys together and then stretch it out over five matches, obviously the last one being the singles. But who do you see being that second team for the U.S.? Personally, I'd love to see DJ and 
and Tino team up. Both hit the ball a mile. Um, real long. I think they can make that course really short, really fast. Both of them can put up birdies at will. They can fall behind, but they can get back in any match. So personally, I think I think that would be an awesome match in, in combination to, to put out there and, and get some fireworks going. DJ and, and Tony, let's get awesome. those chance going. Andrew, what? <laughs> well, which was the question here? Well, the, I know I'm, what I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, gauge your guys's what you think of the pairings besides yeah. the most notable one that I think everybody out there assumes the Justin and Jordan one. Who yeah. do you see? Who do you see Stricker going to as sort of that that one A or that one B grouping that he's going to stick with throughout? So I honestly think that we might be seeing uh, Kepka and Morikawa possibly. Pairing up together. Morikawa, okay. um, I think, will stay out of Brooksy's way and uh, get the job done. So that's, I, I kind of think that those two might get along well. I, I don't have any yeah, proof think, behind that, but. I think Colin's going to be with Bryson for that same very reason you just said. I think Colin's the kind of guy that'll just kind of go out there and play the game and not worry at all about anything that Bryson's doing. Oh, yeah, I guess. And, yeah, I see that. And he, other than maybe Harris English, I think Harris English or Colin Marikawa are the only two players that will play with Bryson, in my opinion. Yeah. They're the kinds of guys who will just kind of just do what they're going to do, right? And and Bryson can be Bryson, and those guys can just hit fairways, hit greens, be on their way. Rob, if you were if you were the captain of this team, I'll kind of ask the three of you. I kind of had a little sidebar conversation with Matthew upstairs, and... You know, I the the one thing that I'll say about Bryson is that, you know, the United States, from what I have seen looking at some of the stats, four ball has genuinely been to their advantage. Now, obviously, the stats way back in the day favor the United States so much, so much more uh, where the United States has lacked it has been foursomes, the alternate shot with a guy that hits sort of the idea of I'm going to hit it all over the place, find it and then hit it again. But he's not going to be hitting the next shot. Do you think there's a chance that they sit him in foursomes? Absolutely. I would. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what I said. I, I that's what I said too, Rob. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't hesitate to sit Bryson in, in foursomes. Okay. E- even though, even though as the home team, I, I believe you're selecting, I, I believe the Europeans have to put up their matches first, like their pairings first, and then you match them being the host. Like for instance, if it was, you know, if you had a matchup with like Matthew Fitzpatrick, you know, who he, he couldn't win anything in these Ryder Cups. If I was uh, Patty Harrington, I'd just have him play singles. But if He's like right. but if like Vern Wiesenberger is with, you know, Shane Lowry, an alternate shot, you wouldn't put DeChambeau out there just to try to beat him with length? No. No? I think Stricker is the kind of captain that's going to try to play this one fairly conservatively. Um Friday and Saturday and get to singles. And I think he's going to try to play a close game. And I think he's going to try to eliminate as many X factors as he can. And, and I think Bryson's an X factor personally. So you think um, he might be sitting for, for most of the rounds, but you can see how, oh, you can see how he's playing. Oh, Friday. But if he's playing well and hitting fairways on Friday, he'll play him Saturday. Agreed. No, no, no. I'm, I not, I'm not saying, but That's I mean, nice yeah, it's four ball playing. foursomes and then foursome four ball. Right. Yep. They do it. They do it both days. Oh, that, right, that, right, that's right, what right. I'm saying. So like, obviously Bryson has to play the four ball because he hits it a mile. Right. So it's, if he does get on a roll and he makes seven birdies in a round, you know, that's going to be huge. But I think to your guys' point, you guys bring up an interesting thing. See, I was sort of thinking the other way about it because if the United States is putting him up against a certain type of player that probably doesn't average a lot off of the tee and foursomes, some of those holes that we've played out there, the, you know, the 600 yard par five, the five, you know, 587, I mean, 18 is going to be 530 yards. Do you put him out there and try to match it and gear it towards a matchup on the Euro side 
that potentially favors you based on driving distance? The only type of player that I think he would look at for that is somebody who's a really good iron player. And that's, to me, that goes back to Morikawa, right? If, if Bryson's going to try and hit this ball all over the place and force him, you need to give him somebody who can hit a green. Because if he is putting it all over the place, you got to have somebody who can recover. And to me, I, the best iron player on the American team is Morikawa. But I just, that's the only pairing I could see him do. Now, I could be completely wrong, but that's how I see that playing out. So do we think that with Bryson's length and if the Euros post first, do we think they're going to put him against someone that's a short hitter or a long hitter like a Ram or a, or a Rory? I, I, well, I personally think you're not going to put him up against two studs. So the way that I look at the Euro team is if it was me, I think you have, I think you have three real teams that I think you're going to be looking at for, and uh, for the last two, the last two Ryder Cups, Rory McIlroy has sort of had the assignment of playing with a rookie. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. He played with Matt. Yeah. He, he, I think, see, I, I disagree. Don't I, I don't think they're going to do that. I, I, yeah. I personally don't think they're going to do that. I, th- I think the Spaniards are going to play together. Rom and yeah. Sergio are going to play. And I was, I've kind of said this off camera. I said this to a lot of people. I think they're going to be the Francesco and Tommy Fleetwood of the Ryder cup. I think they're going to play all the matches. They just, they just have their own chemistry where they can just, they can kind of talk to each other in Portuguese. They can just like hang out. No one's going to know what they're doing. They'll probably grab like some Colby Jack at the turn, <laughs> you know, you know, they'll just have a good time. But I think point, haven't we seen the European European team do this a lot over the years where they sit in the bottom half of their roster where they'll really only play maybe one match before they get the singles. Oh, completely. Agree. Hit, right. Like he, they, they hide their players. Oh no. Well. Th- and they, they roll, they roll teams out there for five matches. They're not afraid of that. No, not at all. And I think, I, I guess what I was trying to, what I was trying to say about Rory is that I think, I think they're going to kind of be pushing that a little bit more because there's so many English, Englishman on this roster. I mean, I count five, right? Uh, Casey Fitzpatrick, Hatton, Fleetwood, and Lee Westwood. And I think that Matthew Fitzpatrick is going to get hidden. I, I, if I do not plan on seeing Matthew Fitzpatrick until the first match on Sunday where he loses seven and five and he goes away and he's 0 and 3 for his career. Okay. That's just how I see it. I just, I'm looking at matchups. I know Shane Lowry is considered a rookie, but he's obviously not. He's like 34 years old. He's won and he's won a major. He's won a couple WGC events. I think they're going to start. I think they're going to team them up. I think it's going to be Rory and Shane Lowry. And you're going to get that combination. You're going to get that good ball striker with the guy that hits it really far. I think you're going to get the Spaniards. And then the real sort of asterisk name here that everyone kind of has said that, you know, it's just brutal that he's on the team because he's so good is who goes with Poulter, right? Is who does Poulter drag around to just, you know, make 40 footers all of a sudden with his, like his 14 year old odyssey putter. And I don't really know. I mean, I love Victor Hovland. I just don't know if we're going to see him. To your point, Rob, I think that they hide parts of their roster. So you think Hovland might be hidden? I don't think no. they're going to hide him all the way to singles. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that they're not going to, there's always going to be two teams for the Euros. They've done this notoriously, like Rob said, where they're going to all play all five matches. Like yeah. they, you know, they're just going to. That's what they do. And I think the downfall of how Rory has played on the Fridays and Saturdays has been that they pair him with rookies and then the rookies struggle and then he gets thrown in with somebody else. And I don't think that they're going to do that to him this year. I think they're going to rein him back and they're going to say, you're going to play with this guy the whole time and you're going to focus on that. And then you're going to try to intermingle these guys. Now, the interesting thing would be 
because of the U.S., this kind of goes back to the U.S. having to be able to pick the teams against the teams. You can't put a Poulter with a Westwood. No. And I'm not saying it because, yes, they only hit the ball 275 to 295 yards off the tee. It's not that. It's that over the course of the entire match, the distance is too much. Right. Like hitting hybrids into those greens, you can't have a guy in alternate shot that way. So you have to sort of look at who you're going to put. That's where sort of like the, the burn Viesburgers come into play. But to your point, that's why I don't think you see Shane Mallory and McElroy together because those are two of their longer hitters. You could see them being separate for alternate shot for the foursome round for that reason alone. So who do you see with Poulter then? I could see a, a Shane Mallory and an Ian Poulter. Two energy type of players, right? Emotional. When they get it rolling, they get it rolling. And if, it, and if the wheels fall off the track, it's just a match. Right. I can see that happening. Yeah. How's Hatton been playing this year? Hatton's a very consistent sort of player. I think he's won once or twice over on the European side. I don't, he didn't win on the, on the U S side this year. I know, I know him and Poulter are are pretty tight. So I'm curious if they're kind of, all he does is wear hoodies Jones into play together. Well, I mean, there's just so many possibilities. And I think a lot of this is, and I think it goes back to the point. Like I've kind of said it a few times, Rob has said it. They put their teams together and then they make you beat them, right? They are going to have a plan going in to have two, at least two groups that are going to play all four of the four player matches, right? So they are going to, they are going to have a plan. Now, whether or not they go into it and they say Poulter and Hatton are going to be that third team. And then we're going to sort of look at it and come off of it. The more that I try to look at the matchups, what I'm really, what is really in particular is trying to look at, okay, if Europe lays out this, Spaniards, Rory with somebody who's, you know, a good player instead of the rookies. And then you have this other team. So you have three solid teams out of the four is where do you put like your best team on the U S team wise is Jordan and Justin, right? Right. So you kind of want to get them away because you want to win points or to Rob's point, what he said about playing conservative, sort of playing it conservative close to the belt and then see where you're at going in the singles or do you put them up against the big ones? Like, yeah. do you throw them out against the Spaniards? No, I put Canley and uh, Shoffley together against Ramen. Okay. Because there's another, there's another good team. Right yeah. There. Canley, they've played together in the president's cup. They're buddies. They apparently, they, they do practice rounds together all, all the time. And Canley's shown that going up against Ram doesn't bother him at all. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Can't those two, I think are, I think the biggest wild cards, right? You have two rookies, which mesh really well together. And I think that's going to be the thing. If they can just go out and they can play and they don't have to worry about, you know, we're going up against 14, six and two and 11, nine and four and four and one and four, three and five. Like they, if they don't look at that and they just go out and play, that's why the early matches are going to be very important because if you get those guys rolling and they're the ones that can end up playing four or three of the three of the matches in the first two days or even four of the matches in the first days. I mean, that's huge because we all know how this works, right? Somebody ends up playing terrible, right? It always happens. And then for the U.S. and for the Europe side, it's how do you get rid of them fast enough, right? So like the Matthew Fitzpatrick thing was he got put with Rory and then he sucked. (laughs) And then they benched his ass and then he came back and I think he lost like seven and five in singles. And they were just like, we have to invite this guy back. How did he even qualify for the team? Um, well, the Europeans are only allowed three captains picks. It's an, it's another, it's another territorial thing. NATO, it was, it was brought up in NATO many years ago. <laughs> so the, the U S is allowed six, six captains uh, you, picks. You know why they got six though, right? Um, it's all I, 
it's all because of COVID. They weren't supposed to have six. Yes, because of the lost year, supposedly. Right. But yeah. the Europeans had to keep their Rolex standings continuously going. We understand. We, I know they went to six because they thought Tiger was possibly going to come back, which would have been great for this team. He could have replaced Scotty Scheffler. I don't know when Scotty Scheffler. Do you think Tiger shows up? No. No. Tiger's not going to be there. You don't think you don't they'll think have they come for it? motivation? No. No. Yeah, totally. Roll him out there. Give him the Wheel him out. Literally roll him out there. Who who are yeah. some of these vice captains? Does anybody know who the Americans vice captain? Are? Mickelson. Mickelson yeah. I just Zach there. Johnson. Um Freddie Couples. Freddie Couples is there. Uh, well, it's, it's the usual crowd. It is. Did, did they? Yeah. Did they? Is Fowler coming? Did he? Did he like? Wrang, sure, hope so. Wrangle his way into. He's driving Mickelson's boat. car. He's going to drive Mickelson's cart. He, uh, I think he's on a boat on Lake Michigan. Just partying. <laughs> Fowler, yeah, and his wife's yeah, like doing right. the javelin. Yeah, I think you know she's just going to hurl things at the at the seventeenth green out there at the Euros. Yeah. Actually, so I, I think that's something I'm really interested to see is how many times have we been there, guys? So many times. To see the golf course played in that format at a place that, you know, we know very well. It's going to be really interesting and I think a really fun aspect for me, at least. Well, I will say one thing. Mother Nature is going to play a factor because if it starts blowing, it even puts more in favor of the Europeans because it's going to play like a traditional Lynx course that you have over there. Now, whether or not that happens, I mean, I haven't looked at the forecast, but it looks like it's supposed to be in like the mid 70s and pretty clear. But we all know up there it can start clear and it can start blowing 20 to 30 miles an hour. But I mean, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see the golf course to see what how Stricker has it set up. Because back when we all went to Medina, that whole thing, like Davis Love was like, let's cut everything down. It'll be to our advantage. And it wasn't to their advantage because everybody can hit it all over the place. So, Andrew? The vice captains are Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Zach Johnson, Davis Love III, and Phil Mickelson. Yeah, the usual crew. Yeah, the usual crew. Yeah. You really want Phil? Who are the vice captains on the other side? Can you name them, Mr. Euro? Mr. Euro, can I name them? Yeah. The vice captains? Yeah. Um, You got Harrington. Scary he's, Spice. He's, he's the captain. <laughs> he's the captain. <laughs> Scary <laughs> Spice. Um, Actually, I, I, I don't really know a lot of their vice captains. I don't even know who's... I, I know Lee Westwood was going to be, but then he qualified. God, give it to me, Andrew. All right. Luke Donald, Robert oh, Carlson, shit. Martin Keimer, <laughs> Graham McDowell, Keimer. and Henrik Stenson. Oh, now there's oh, a good there one. Go. There's a good one. Now, now even Martin Keimer's a good one. Even Martin Keimer's a good one. He was a, he's a Ryder Cup hero. There's another guy who I always say the Euro team always gets these guys that play out of their rear ends. For a year, you know, either one or two cups in a row, and then they don't do anything. He won two majors, Matt. Who? Martin Keimer. <laughs> okay, I'll do, you said, I, wish the, I wish there was a video right now. My face is like, what the hell are you They're talking like, about? Who are you no, talking about? Like, it's okay. Don't worry yeah. about it. He just won two majors. Yeah, I'm like, which ones? No, like that. Whistling Straits. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he won the U.S. Open. Did he really win that major? Oh, here we go with this. Did he? Yes, he grounded his club in a bunker. He was notified before the event, Dustin Johnson. I'm just saying, I don't know if Kaima won the event as so much as Dustin Johnson won. My my, my point is that where's that guy? Where's that guy been? Same with like, who's the young kid? Peters. Remember? He had, oh, um, yeah. Tomas Peters. Yeah. Remember that guy played out of his rear end for a while there and then done nothing like they, they always get these guys. I'm sure this burned Weisberger guy will <laughs> literally shoot like 12 under both days and then go on to be a nobody on the tour. Uh, it's Van. It's a silent 
B that's transitioned to a V. It actually has two dots over the B. So it's Vand Wiesberger. All right, great. So now that I like Ian Poulter, <laughs> I found my new least favorite player on the Euro team. So what do you think? Um, really quick. Does Tommy Fleetwood play yes. before, before the singles? Yes. He does, or does he just have like one of those um, popsicle sticks with Francesco Molinari's face on it, and just carries it around the whole time? And he's been struggling, hasn't he? He's been, been struggling mightily. I don't think he plays. Why? Why is he struggling so much? What's going on with him? Um, the girl. No, I mean, very popular man over in England. He did chop a few inches off of his flow. I think that is really hurting with weight transfer because he only weighs like a buck thirty-eight. But one of the problems with Tommy Fleetwood is he only hits the ball one direction. I, we've had numerous conversations. Whenever I get in conversations about golf, I always talk about like the guys that win majors, they hit the ball two ways or they're predominantly fade players because that's what Jack was. He only hits the ball right to left. And when you watch his swing, when he struggles, he starts to dip into the golf ball and he starts blocking shots and they don't draw. And then he gets all over the place. I mean, if you look at his European tour record, he finishes like in the top 15 in every event. And then he comes here He'll play good one week, and then he plays terrible. And I'm, I'm watching Matthew. Matthew's Googling something. He's doing the googly over here. <laughs> the Keimer thing to me. He's the still oh, I, I already no, got Martin it. I, Andrew's already got it. What did he win, Andrew? He won the uh, PGA Championship in 2010 and the U.S. Open in 2014. Oh, a four-year stretch of dominance by our German friend over there. Good Lord. <laughs> Where was that 2010 championship at? Was that? PGA Championship? Um, it was at Whistling Straits. No. The, the 14 U.S. Won. Open? Yeah. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. 2014 U.S. Open West Coast. It was at the Olympic Club. No. Damn it. 2014, <laughs> number two course at Pinehurst Resort. Okay, that wasn't West Coast. Why did you shake your head yes when I said West Coast? Because I, I found it. So that's why oh. I was excited I found the answer real yeah. fast. So other than those two wins, <laughs> according, to Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia here, his, his other two best finishes in majors were a T16 at the Masters in 2017 and a T7 at the Open Championship in 2010. Solid player for four Good years. God. Yeah. Solid so player for more, four years. Two more majors than I have. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, but you still got a chance. I had a chance. You're right. You, you still have a chance. I still, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of major champions on the U.S. team. All right, what do you think? What do you think about? Um, what do you think about? You think Berger goes up against Berger on Sun on Sunday? I think that should be the first match. I really do. I, I feel like we really they should you know Stricker and and Podrick should get together. They should be like, there's nothing better than a burger versus burger. It's a deluxe burger. Right out of the way. Right out of the gate. What do you think, Rob? Uh, no chance. No chance? Daniel Berger against yeah. Wiesberger? No, no chance. No chance. Okay. But speaking of a good player that we haven't talked about, Berger, solid. He's one of those other players who he could probably be paired with. Maybe Bryson is a, is a, a stable kind of steady player. No? Tony almost just fell off. I'm gonna, yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I, I think I lost consciousness. Matthew, would you like to? No, I, I, I just, you don't know with somebody like him. He can make birdies. That's what I like, right? Yeah. He's, he can make birdies. So he can also go double, you know, bogey double, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't mind him at all. Again, we'll see how these guys play. You just got to get some, you know, two, three guys at the low bottom of our list to play well. And that's what the Euros do every year to, mm -hmm. to win. So. Who do we see as an energy player on the U.S. team? I, I'm looking at this list and I, I don't I don't see anyone. That's a really uh, good, that's an excellent question, Andy. Justin Thomas is your biggest energy. I don't, I can't even fathom like a guy getting excited on this team. Like Justin just, Thomas. Why? Yeah, but I, 
I can see a female getting excited. Really? Oh, yeah. From Provo, Utah? He's not from Utah. He's from Utah. I mean, Spieth is probably the most energetic player on there. And, but I mean, that's it. I think that's where that. he lives. If I get this one right, this could be pretty good. Who? Fino? Fino. You're right. He's from Utah. Yes. Yeah, Provo. Is he from Utah? He's not from Utah. He lives there. Lives there now. I mean, yeah. what else you want? I, I don't know. I don't know where he was born. How do you know he lives there, by the way? Studying? Provo? He's studying his team. Yeah. How do I know where Provo is? Provo's where BYU is. No, I mean, how do you know that Kino lives there? I believe Salt Lake, Utah. Yeah, because uh, that's where that him and Summerline they they do all those Instagram posts. They play that they play that golf course up in the mountains, and also. Um, um, Players from there. What's his name? The guy who started the Buck Club. Yeah. The guy who was um, on the PGA Tour. I forgot his name. Drawing a mind blank. But they're from out there. He's from out there too. But yeah. I'm really concerned about this energy thing, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Andy's on to something over here. No, he is. Because if I'm looking at this list, besides Spieth, I mean, you know, DJ's not going to make any type of... Bryson. Yep. Right? This segment of the show is sponsored by Monster Energy. <laughs> <laughs> Support the U.S. team yeah, by bringing the energy. By bringing the energy. <laughs> they are now. Just give them five-hour energy drink for all of them for the round. Man. Well, if you're stuck behind Bryce and you need two of those. He's, he's an energy guy for as much as everyone hates him. He at least shows some emotion. There's going to be guys that are going to show emotion. There, it's just, it brings it out of you. I mean, the event doesn't. I mean, we've seen it over the years. There's been so many guys that you end up seeing, like, you know, the Americans, what they do is when they get excited, they just run into the Europeans' line. So that they like put footmarks like right in the way, like Justin Leonard did in, you know, 1998 when they, you know, had that comeback and all that stuff. With the worst polos in the history ever. of the Cup. Ever. Yeah. The, ever. Uh, the ones that look like um, the Sistine Chapel, like with the oh pictures all over. Oh, it, yeah. It was pretty cool. They're not, actually, they're not, they're not the worst Ryder Cup polos. They're no. the worst polos, period. I don't like, know. The one year when period. the Europeans decided to wear like rust oh, colored and they looked like they were from Austin, Texas. Please no. Like <laughs> stick to like, you know, the, just the normal European colors. I, I couldn't do it. I'm like, what are we doing? And then they sometimes, well, this year they're pretty cool. They do the, they got the yellow, the blue, the white. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. USA, so, they've got, um, oh, red, white, and blue again. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I Those colors. Yeah. As Anthony's sitting here with the Euro hat yeah. on, yeah, by the Dan, way. I got my beanie He's got, on. He's got the Euro whistling You got three here. putting socks. Well, yeah. And you got a North Face shirt on. Well, that's got blue and red in it. That doesn't. I'm wearing, well, I'm wearing my yeah. red, white, blue up here. Don't worry. It's okay. My phone case. I got it. When you bought I got, that, I got it covered. When you bought that hat was when we were arguing in the Straits Pro Shop. Well, it, we were arguing outside. No, yeah. No, that was in there outside? because I made the guy work in the, uh, that's right. the desk. I was trying to buy a nice laugh. gift for Amelia and George and Brandon and Nick, and you're rousing me about where my family came from. I wasn't rousing <laughs> you. Your comment was, why would you buy that if you live in the U.S.? And you said, where my family's from. And I said, well, then that means the only people that should root for the U.S.A. team were Native Americans. And, dude, the guy at the pro shop at the Straits lost it. He loved it. <laughs> it was a good comment. I did get slightly defensive. A little bit. That's what Not you. All right. So on top of everything that we've talked about, what do you think the biggest challenge is going to be for the U.S.? Because obviously they have to win the cup because the Euros can lose the match and retain. What do you think is going to be the biggest, Andrew, what do you think is going to be the biggest thing from day one out of the gates? I think personalities, trying to match those up. We kind of talked a little bit about it, but I'm really nervous about uh, Kepka on there. Um, he just came out with his comments the other day saying that this whole week has been, it's just off-putting for him. He doesn't like it. It's not his normal thing. He has to go to meetings. And I just don't know if guys want to team up with that. If they, if, if they're going with him, they might get in their own head and then 
that whole team might fall apart. And I feel like they might try to trot him out there quite often. And I'm, I'm nervous about that. I'm, I'm nervous about that pairing right there. Anyone with, with Brooksy on that. Well, I know Azinger called him out. I think it was yesterday or today. Yeah. I read it, but I, I'm, I'm hoping he, Azinger did it on purpose to kind of light a little bit of a fire. Cause Brooksy's one of those guys that gets a little defensive and almost plays well when he gets pissed. So I'm hoping he gets a little mad that 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 people weren't happy with his comments. There's something because I didn't I didn't I didn't like it either. I just feel like he doesn't want to be there. No, I agree with you. But yeah. I'm saying I'm hoping Azinger calling him out is we'll, we'll at least will we'll motivate him a little bit. Bulletin board kind of material. Rob, out of the gate, what do they got to do? I think this is all about pressure. I think the Ryder Cup is how do you handle the pressure and and being a being a, the poor history that the U.S. has had recently on home soil. How are they going to come out in those first sets of matches? Are they going to be able to handle the pressure? You try to put points on the board, and and we all know that can go two ways. You can can get up fast, or you can get down fast. So to me, it's about the first matches and how they're handling the pressure. Decision to leave Patrick Reed off. You think it was somebody that you think that's ultimately going to be a mistake in these matches? Yes. Yes. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know. I mean, look, he's he's had a lot of history of of being good, but he is he's a good singles player. He's a great singles player. Mm But Anthony, you got the stats there. What's his match? What's his match record when he's been paired with other people? It's not as good as people think it is. Well, I don't have his. I only have the the players that are participating. But at Hazeltine, he was perfect. Went five and zero, oh, if I'm not mistaken. And, I think he was the first first U.S. player since like you know somebody back in like the 70s. He's seven three and two. He's seven three and two. I mean, and I believe in in the last cup he didn't win any team matches. He only won a singles match in 18 over there. Yeah. Well, I I also think that had to do with the fact of going back to the Euros being able to select the matchups. You yeah, know, I mean, if yeah. if you look at if you look at who the United States paired with him, and I'm and I'm pretty sure he went through like a lot of teammates. I'm not saying that he got subjected to the bad draw, but they loaded up on him. Like they they knew that they needed to get they needed to get wins out of him. That's kind of kind of the similar question that I asked earlier about do you put Justin and Jordan up against somebody, right? Like do you try to knock out a good team? I hey, listen, I I know everybody's perception of him, but you know the whole the whole thing about this is like this is about winning. There's nobody on the Euro team that we could sit here and we could say like, oh, Roy McIlroy doesn't like this guy or Sergio doesn't. Well, nobody likes Sergio, but um, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different dynamics on the U.S. that if you have all these dynamics, why would you take another dynamic off of the team if you already have people that don't like each yeah, other? That's a good point. You, you, I mean, seven three and two is seven three and two. I mean, yeah. even if he's that's a lot of matches. I mean, that's that's twelve matches. So he's been in three Ryder Cups. It's better than zero 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 here. But that's two three and two in, in all of his other Ryder Cups. And look, he's a great player. Yeah. And 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 that might hurt that he's there. But I, I do think that one we're making him bigger than he is from one Ryder Cup. And combined with uh, like you said, there's enough distractions already on this team. There's enough going on on this team. It's apparent people don't the players don't really like him, right? Like I don't see how they could have brought another distraction in because they've got enough that they're dealing with. It's, it's the whole thing. And if Back to the point about pressure. This is about pressure and, and how you're going to deal with it. You don't need more distractions. You need that. So I'm okay with him not playing. I, I mean, I wish I was there from, from the perspective of he can put points on the board, but I understand the reason for that. So if, if we were to have brought him on, who do you think would have been off the list? Scotty Scheffler. Scheffler is your first one off yeah. the list on it? Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. He's the only guy. I mean, I like Scotty Scheffler. I think he has good game. Too. I mean, it's either him or Berger. I mean, yeah. I, Berger's a wild card to me because, like what Matt said, he can make birdies and he could he could look like Daniel Berger. 
for a couple holes. Um, they're all great players. Don't get me wrong. Of I think course, it's just yeah. kind of how they, how you sort of look at the teams and, and, and gel them together. For me, what I'm, what I'm looking forward to the most is I really want to see Jordan and Justin play the Spaniards. I th- think this to me, when I'm starting to look at the Ryder cup, I think you, those are the two. And it's so funny that I'm kind of looking at Rom and Sergio as the guys that I think are going to play five, five matches. Cause Sergio would like, you know, got in last minute, right? Like we don't think of Sergio and you, you look at his record and realize that he's 22, 12 and seven. Yeah. I couldn't believe that's eye popping. right? Yeah. Now I didn't break this down, but he is terrible in singles matches. Right. Right. So, this number, Friday, this number Saturdays. is even better. I think he's like three and six in singles or three and five in singles matches. Like it, it's something crazy. So like 19, seven and just whatever. It's all team. Yeah. But I'm just. How many, I'm, Ryder Cups is that? How many, how many times has he been on the team? Is it nine? Right now he's got 41 matches. So divisible by a possible five. Uh, that's it's over. I think he's got 10. I think this is his 10th Ryder Cup. 20 years of, of good golf. Yeah. And there's two, I mean, uh, uh, hey, Lee Westwood, 2018 and six. This is Lee Westwood's 38th Ryder Cup. I mean, he was Tommy Jacklin's uh, partner back when Jack beat him back in like 78. <laughs> That's probably true. But the, I think... I, think that something, right? I mean, to be that good for that long to make this team, well, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's sort of the dynamic that you really see in the teams. I mean, you have four Europeans that have over 10 wins, and... The clo- and we have two on the U.S. that are tied with seven. Dustin Johnson, seven and nine lifetime, and Jordan Speed, the seven, five, and two, right? You don't have a ton of experience. I, so that kind of goes back to my point. That's why I kind of, I want to see that matchup. And I don't just want to see it once. I almost want the, the, the captains to come together and be like, listen, let's just rock and roll. Let's go. Like, these are going to be the guys. Put them out first. Let's go. Let's have them beat their heads in. Is this his 10th Ryder Cup? This is his 10th one, yep. You're welcome. So that's my matchup for the week. That's what I'm looking forward to. From an energy standpoint, I mean, you you talk about a grouping to follow. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would, that's that's amazing. Andrew, matchup of the week for you. Matchup of the week. Um, Are we talking just overall? Yeah. We're talking? Yeah, generally the Europeans play the Americans. (laughs) So I didn't know if you're talking about. team versus an American Oh, that's that's what's happening in this one. Yep. Okay, I got you. Got you. Um, It's actually next week, but. Yeah. I'm looking for, um, I want to see how Finau plays in this one. So yeah. I, I want to see if he, I want him to be the, the player to come up and then start to be a U.S. leader going forward. So I'm interested to see who's going to play with and uh, going forward, him to be a leader for awesome. the next couple of years. What European do you think is going to beat him in all three of the matches that he plays in? So oh I think Hovland will take him out. Hovland? Yeah. Okay. Good. I like that. Thank you. He's already succumbed to the pressure. Matthew, matchup of the week for you. Mine's mine's more of how the two dueling uh, prima donnas will do for the U.S. team, Bryson and Brooks, against whomever they play. That's the matchup I want to see. And those guys putting their money where their mouths mouths are. I'm not big fans of these guys. I've never I haven't liked Bryson for a while, but Brooks lately just starting to rub me the wrong way too. But I, I want to see those guys play well because I think if they do, it's a it's a whole other world for for our squad. So how about you? I'm going to be really interested to see how the 
Morikawa really comes out and plays. You know, he's had a spectacular year. Does he have a bunch of? Does he have anything left? Is he is he tired? Is he ready to go? Is he big big enough for the moment? So I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him play like a Rory McIlroy. I think that'd be an, a really interesting fun match. You know, young up and comer against you know probably the, the most loved golfer out there right now. I think it'd be really interesting to see those two guys. Play it. Yeah, that would definitely be a good matchup. I I think Morikawa is a very good player, and and I mean he showed it you know, winning multiple majors that he can handle that pressure. And I don't think that he thinks anybody's above him. Um, I don't necessarily think, I don't think the U S is going to be in a position to put him out in singles against the risk of losing. Um, I think they're going to have to sort of pick on sort of the lower end tier with their higher end players um, against Europe. I think if they're going to catch up, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see this being close. I mean, I know Matt wants it to be close, I'm sure everybody wants it to be close. I just, I, I think the way that the Spaniards play together, I think Rory is going to actually have a teammate this year for the first time in two years. I think he's going to play well. And I always think that there's going to be a third team that's going to pop up from the Euro side that's going to play, you know, whether they go 3-0 and or 3-1, and you know, their score. I, I just don't see this being close. I think there's too many question marks as far as who's going to be partners on the U.S. side. And I think it plays against the idea of Stricker being able to play conservative. I mean, that's just my opinion. So here's a way for you to uh, prepare for your retirement. The U.S. is minus 190 right now from an odd standpoint. Yep. What is that? How much can, what's the max bet I can put on? on That's pretty crazy. I I talked to a buddy of mine this morning who's a big better saying that he he was astounded by that number. I don't know if I've been hanging out with you too much, but I'm almost in full agreement with you that I don't think this is going to be close. I, I do think Euro will will take it down, and that hurts my heart to you, say that. You, I, I still have you, hope. You definitely, you've definitely been hanging around. <laughs> I, I have hope the U.S. will do it, but I just I don't see it with these rosters. I, I don't. I mean, I think, as we were saying, Morikawa, I actually think he's going to play really well. I think he'll be a bright star. I, I want... Like I said, I just, I want Finau to be that bright star as well. I want those two to be bright stars going future. I just, I, I, I can't see it looking at this roster. I, I don't see it. It's funny you say that because I look at this roster and I see an, I see a U.S. victory here. Not a big one. I see, you know, close match. I think it'll be a lot closer than it's really been ever going into the singles. I think it's going to be an exciting setup. And, and I think it's going to get, I think it's going to lean the U.S. way. It's a talented roster. They may not be all playing well. They may be bickering. They may be, you know, not loving each other. But I think they get it done. They, they really do. I just, There's only a couple golfers on on the Europe side that scare me and, and I think overall I think there's more talent on the US side I think they show up and I think they win win by a point oh I like that that wins the cup that wins the cup yep. Matthew yep. I, I think there's more talent on Team USA my thing is Europe seems to just be always so chill and confident but I'm, I'm wanting some of these old guys just to, to be the end of the road for this. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping some, that's... You want Poulter to go in, no, Poulter I know, I, Westwood I love, to go in the sunset? So it's funny. I've been waiting to talk like about, about Poulter. Poulter was one of my least favorite athletes in the world for a long time. And mainly because of a lot of because of the Ryder Cup. But following him on Instagram, I, I love that. Yeah, man. he's great on that. I'm going on Thursday to the practice round, and I definitely want to go follow him around a little bit. He's just like a... He's great on social media. Big fan of his, so... I got to find someone else new that I, that I hated as much as <laughs> I used to hate him. But I, I'm hoping some of those guys, the, you know, Casey's Westwoods, even, you know, Lowry Poulter, some of these, some of the older guys kind of 
just yeah who aren't. can you hate on the europe team i mean they're all no i'm not i'm just guys. i don't know like i said i made this earned cheeseburger maybe him maybe <laughs> i don't like what he, maybe i don't like what he's, <laughs> maybe i don't like what he's wearing on thursday when i see <laughs> no, him i'm gonna yeah, try that, to find something burger about versus because, burger matchup needs yeah. to happen because most of these other guys are not not likable guys no really like really like Hatton. i you know he's my kind of guy gets pissed off on a course, <laughs> throws things. That's that's my kind of guy. Like I, I don't. A lot of these other guys, I just can't find a reason to. I used to not like Sergio, but he's grown on me a little bit. We'll see. Current top bet: U.S. wins fourteen and a half to thirteen and a half plus nine hundred. I should bet that. All right. So the next time that everyone is going to hear from us will be at Hazeltine. Yes. Yeah. We? Sorry, Rob. I didn't mean to talk over you, but you just you're getting into gambling. You're getting into well, gambling. It's frowned upon. This Matt, segment, this segment, you can play play he's, got him going there. he's like, really? Minus 190. DraftKings.com. Yeah. Check it out. This segment. this segment is sponsored <laughs> by DraftKings.com. This segment is brought to you by Caesars Palace for the 2022 <laughs> Paiute Am Golf Trip event at Caesars Palace. Sign up now. Amgolftrips.com. So, yeah. So, uh, we will be live from Hazeltine in Cheswick, Minnesota. The next time you hear from us, Chask. Chasik? Chasper. He's really good at those those Minnesota times. I don't know. Really Wintonberry Falls, Chasik. So, um, any He's last. I'm going to get invited back. Careful. Any last words, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I, I, thank you for having me. I've had fun talking Ryder Cup. Thank you. We had a blast. We I This is what I wanted to do. It's it's always been, since we started talking about it at Whistling Straits, this was the sort of the episode I was looking forward to about the Ryder Cup. Last, can I ask one question before we're done? You can ask as many questions as you'd like. Ryder Cup or Masters? Ooh. Ryder Cup. Oh, yeah. I need, I need a second. Matt, you go. And that if I hadn't been there, this is not to sound like, oh, I've been there. But if I hadn't gone to Augusta, I'd probably would have told you Ryder Cup from a watching it standpoint. But I think I got to say Masters. Uh, That's hard. It's a great question. I think I have to go with Masters as well. It's it's like a 1A, 1B thing. Well, it's totally 1A, 1B. And Matt, you're right. We've been privileged to have attended both. Um, the Masters is a special place, but there's something about the energy in the Ryder Cup. Something about just how it all comes together. I don't know. One A, one B. You can't go wrong. No wrong yeah. answer. I feel like you can ask me tomorrow, I, and I'll change my answer. Yeah, I lean towards the Ryder Cup. Like fifty-one percent Ryder Cup, forty-nine percent. I will say, from a being there perspective, the Masters blows away the Ryder Cup from a spectating on course. No, not even, not even close. Well, I, that's because the course. Is a is part of the show, right? At the Masters, I mean, the course changes with Ryder Cup for sure, right? So yeah. Also, just from the standpoint of even Friday and Saturday, we I mean, we were at Hazeltine. Uh, and when was that? Eighteen or whatever it was, right? Eighteen. Sixteen. 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 I'm really barely bad at math. Um, and you know, there was only four, you know, four matches going on at one time, so it's hard to follow. But that was another reason I wasn't a big fan. We're going, I'm going to practice round Thursday. I'm looking forward to that. Did you go to Medina too? Yeah. Are you, go, are you going to a practice round Thursday? <laughs> Wait, who's going to practice? Do you think that there's going to be three groupings that are going to play more than five matches? Is it- On Thursday? No. Over the weekend, because you said that three times in the first three and a half minutes. I'm going to say it over and over again, man. But that's the content. (laughs) I'm just saying, see, this is what we do. Thursday, you're going practice rounds, hanging out with Poulter. Yeah, I am. I'm excited to see Poulter. Ian, I'm not even going to rat. Are you going to tell us all about it when we were up at Hazeltine? No, I'm going to ask him. I'm not. What do you think I'm going to ask him? I'm over 12. Hey, Ian. Oh, hey. Have you hit a hole in one here? on this this hole? Check out that 83-yard spot right there. Yeah. Hole in one, baby. 
Ooh, that's where the, that's where their oh, drop sorry. zone is. You see, <laughs> you see where the red tees would have been up there? <laughs> Did you be see the article on the, on that hole and how they're going to set it up, Matt? No. Oh uh, yeah. There's an, uh, an article. I'll send it to you. Uh, they're planning to have you, I know, you know, the green, like the back of your hand, um, two pin locations in the back, right? Oh, that's, I said that on, on, you did with Emily. Yep. That's what I was talking about. Oh man, that there's not yeah. much room back. No, there. no, zero room. I think and, and they're the going to put it on the par five T. Is that not, is did I also, cause I didn't read this article, but I was hearing about how they were designing that, you know, cause the par five goes the other direction. Yeah, they didn't say anything about the T. Okay. They were talking about the, the pin and how um, you won't see a pin in the front, but you'll see two in the back and, uh, and then two in the middle. Well, the front right is a really hard or, pin location. Or, or, That's or one, right. one in the middle. Yeah. Most difficult pin location, yeah. front right, <laughs> from any distance. <laughs> Something about the from ball just funneled towards the hole. <laughs> Well, this has been awesome, boys. Um, I appreciate everybody coming on, making the time. Matt flying here on his private Learjet from West Chicago to Kell Stream, eight mile flight. Uh, Andrew has graced us with his presence for oh, the first time geez. in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm so happy I finally get to see him. Um, Rob, we're going to see you in... Uh, was it like 10 days? Uh, a little less, actually, right? Eight, eight days. Eight yeah, days. we're coming up really fast on this. Coming up quick. I'm so. so excited about this trip, guys. Yeah. I, I don't know. I My wife's got to cool me off because I'm just, <laughs> every night I'm just so, like, I'm <laughs> counting down the days for it. I'll leave that one for alone. This, <laughs> for this one? For Hazeltine, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I, I thought, I thought. I, on the back of my paper here, I have a list of all of your trips. So, and this is the one that you're looking forward to the most. I mean, you're, you've been gone more days this year. Yeah. I've been gone a lot of days. You have been gone. This is, I'm trying to turn into Emily. I don't think any of us have any really, you know, I, any, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying here, but like <laughs> we have, none of us have any reason to talk here. We've had a pretty damn good stretch. It's, it's been a good year. 15, 16 good 2021. So uh, Robert, thank you for, what was that? I said, we've been fortunate. We've played some pretty cool places and seen some awesome golf destinations for sure. We have, and it's only getting better. That's what I love about this group. It's only getting better. Just so the start. Um, thank you for joining us tonight uh, via the phone. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in a few days. Matthew, thank you. Andy, any parting words? Any plugs that you got to put in? <laughs> I don't have any nothing, plugs today. Nothing? No. Okay. No, we're good. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Thank you.